Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to today's Remnant Godcast. I am on the road this week, so the show is going to be just a little bit different than normal because we're not in the studio where we normally record. But I do want to continue doing the show this week because I think there's a lot of important things that are going on. Today, though, I want to answer a question that a lot of people ask me as a minister. They say, you know, in the Bible where it says, like, my people are destroyed from, you know, for lack of knowledge, what does that mean? And so I want to kind of dig into that and, and really kind of color in the lines on that a little bit today. And that actually comes from uh, the scripture in Hosea, which is Hosea 4.6. And it says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, what was it that Israel did not know, and why was the lack of knowledge so dangerous? So I want to just talk about the rest of the verse, because the rest of the verse 6 kind of helps explain. And so it says, continued on, it says, Because you have rejected knowledge, I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Um, That's coming from the King James Version, uh, which is the, uh, you know, I think most accurate uh, when, especially in this part of the Bible, you know, so I, I use the King James or the New King James. Uh, but it's important that uh, we note the structure of this verse because it says rejected knowledge. And that's actually parallel to forgotten the law. So it really fits the context of the opening verse of the chapter, which states that Israel failed to acknowledge the Lord as their God. And basically, the people did not simply lack the knowledge. They actively rejected it. And I want to just make a correlation here with what we're seeing in the United States today. And, uh, you know, absolutely, we're seeing this in the church as well, where the Bible says, my people die for lack of knowledge. And it seems like um, there is a lack of discernment. There's a lack of desire to really know the Word of God. Um, let's just be honest, guys. And, you know, I take responsibility here, too, because I have to train myself to get into the Word, and I have to make sure that, you know, I, I um, actively am studying the Word of God because I have uh, a tendency to get distracted. Do you get distracted? <laughs> a lot of us do today because there's a lot going on in the world and there's a lot going on in our own lives. And uh, there's just a lot, you know, we're busy. We're busy people and it's very easy to become distracted. And so it's important that we take that time to study the Word of God. And, I, I you know, I say that because the Bible says literally, you know, study yourself to be approved before man. And it also says, again, my people die for lack of knowledge. And what I think that means is they don't know the word or they don't, they don't apply the word in their life. And a lot of our problems, a lot of our challenges, a lot of the, the issues that we face can, could have been avoided or can be avoided if we are uh, applying what the word of God says. You ever heard the acronym basic instruction before leaving earth for Bible? Um, you know, that's pretty, pretty legit, right? That's, that's actually what the Bible is. I mean, it's the instruction guide. It's the it's the owner's manual for life. If you can follow the word of God, you're going to have a prosperous, successful life. Now, I'm not necessarily meaning financially prosperous. Um, you know, obviously, as a Christian, we have challenges, all different types of challenges. But what I do mean is that you're going to have the peace that passes understanding. Um, you're going to have wisdom and discernment because that comes from the Holy Spirit of the living God. And, you know, you're going to be able to deal with whatever comes your way. So, you know, if you have tough, difficult situations that you're either dealing with or that you have dealt with, you know, you're going to be able to apply what you know from the Word of God based on, you know, what the Bible says. In other words, our, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You know, we fight not a battle against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and principalities. Um, you know, these are the types of things that the Bible equips us so that we can actually, you know, 
engage in spiritual warfare and be victorious in it. And so when I see what's happening, and I think this will resonate with some of you guys, you know, in the church, what I see what's happening in America, you know, when there's this utter, I mean, honestly, it's like a spirit of rebellion. I, I, I refer to it often as an antichrist spirit because it is. Um, if you notice, it's getting more and more of um, almost like a you know frowned upon thing. If you're a Christian, now I'm gonna I'm gonna say in, in corporate America, this is really pervasive right now. A lot of these big corporations, and I know this because I've worked for big corporations and I've had you know manage, management roles and executive roles in these corporations, and so I know how they operate. And I've been with several of them, and I will tell you that I've noticed this pretty much across the gamut in the places that I've worked, especially. Uh, you know, as the years progressed and in more recent years, um, it, it, there's like a corporate culture now, which is basically, you know, you're referred to as an employee, as a corporate citizen. And these corporations are multinational corporations. They're, you know, multi-billion dollar corporations. They have tremendous resources and wealth and, and I'll, I'll say power. I mean, the CEOs have power, right? And what they're doing is they're they're putting a very political correct culture. Uh, they're they're forcing it upon the employees. And what I mean by that is is that you don't have an option as the employee. It's like, look, this is the way we need to act as a corporate citizen. You know, you need to be diverse. You need to be, uh, you know, inclusive. You need to be, um, you know, whatever the word that they may use. Um, where basically they're pushing a set of values on you, and even if you don't agree with those values or those aren't your values, because you work for this company, it's either you accept those values and you sign on to them from an HR standpoint, uh, from a legal standpoint, or literally you could lose your job, and definitely your job is in jeopardy if you don't adhere to these rules. So this is a, a change. Um, we, we have not always seen this in, in the corporate culture in America. In fact, I can remember, you know, just 20 years ago when it was a completely different environment and these certain areas which are now under the guise of political correctness, you know, they weren't mentioned or they weren't uh, as intrusive in your personal life. You know, it's kind of like as long as you performed at the job, you know, you made friends there and you did well, you work well with others and you produce. That was pretty much all people cared about at that point. You know, they would look at your resume, they'd probably do a drug test, and, uh, you know, based on all the interviewing the process, then, you know, they'd hire you, and then you'd have a job, and again, like I said, they're not intrusive in your personal life, they're not investigating you, they're not looking at what you're doing after hours, you know, that was the way that it was, I would say, about 20 years ago, maybe even less, and when this, um, you know, new, like, politically correct culture started emerging and really taking foot in our you know, in our companies here in America, it, it really changes the nation because so many people, and I, I guarantee you that many people listening to today's podcast will say, yeah, that's me, work for big companies. Uh, one of the reasons why so many people today work for big corporations is because these big multinational corporations have really been able to extinguish the competition. Not only that, but they've merged and merged and merged again. Now they're mega companies. So, you know, when our grandparents, let's just say, I'm a generation Xer, you know, 42 years old. It, when my grandparents were in the, in the workforce, you know, none of this was happening at that time. I mean, you know, they couldn't 
look into what you're doing on social media. There wasn't social media. They couldn't really pry in your personal life the way that they can today because now you know it's a little bit more obvious what people stand for and believe simply by what they comment on they like on their you know facebook page let's say or their twitter or instagram you know what they're posting about and some people are way more blatant than others um, some people kind of keep it a little bit more private but i happen to think that this was one of the reasons why they initiated social media. I really do believe that because they could see uh, you know, who you hang out with, what your interests are, and really get to know the kind of person you are without even having to you know, investigate you with a private eye or something. I mean, they literally can just look at your social media page. So this, this has changed the culture in the corporate world too, tremendously. And uh, as progressive values continue to be pushed, especially in Western culture, uh, they really do push the envelope when it comes to this new social norm um, that they're trying to say this is normal when in reality it's not normal um, because what's happening is there is a replacement of biblical morality and now it's turning into this like political correct culture which there's really no moral you know guidance I mean there's no there's nothing that you can anchor to morally Whereas in biblical Christianity or you know Judeo-Christian values that our nation was basically founded on, um, our forefathers and and you know the people in government even used to be very uh, open about their faith and pray you know regularly uh, before meetings and you know quote scripture and uh, at that time it was not seen as anything um, you know out of the norm to be a Christian or to be an outspoken Christian. You would not be targeted in your workplace. You were not considered, you know, hateful or, you know, somebody that was intolerant or anything like that. You know, that was that was the way that our country was was born. I mean, those, you know, the majority of the people that came here um, adhered to biblical Christian values, even if they weren't Christian, that was just the foundation of the United States. It was our literally our foundation. And we've we've gone so far from that. And now this political caress, you know, correct zeitgeist. I mean, it's like this whole new, you know, social norms that are considered, you know, just this is reality. This is normal. This is the way you should be. When in reality, it's not because it's not what the Bible said. It's not the way that God intended things. And it's embracing a lot of sinful lifestyles. It's embracing sinful lifestyle choices. It's embracing things that we as Christians do not believe, uh, you know, we should be doing or participating in. Um, in fact, the Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole lump, right? So one of my concerns, and I know I'm kind of, you know, talking about a lot of various things here, and a little bit all over the map, but I'm going to try to bring it together right now. What I'm trying to say is, is that if you're a Christian and you go to church, you know, every Sunday, let's say, you know, maybe you don't attend a midweek service, maybe you do. Let's just say you do. So even if you go Sunday and Wednesday, okay, if you don't study on your own, if you don't have an active prayer life, if you're not in the Word and you're not really inquiring of God and His Holy Spirit and having conversation, dialogue with the Lord, um, you're really open to attack tremendously because uh, this scripture, my people die for lack of knowledge. See, you've got to possess the tools and the understanding of how to war. Because when the battle comes on you, you got to know what to do. I mean, if you think about think, of, think about a soldier, think about a soldier that goes off to war. You know, we would do them no due diligence, not, nothing good, if we didn't train them, if we didn't put them through extensive training, if we didn't prepare them for what the theater of war was going to be like. 
you know, tell them, hey, you know, you got to look out for landmines. You know, you got to, you know, this is how you uh, overcome the enemy with your with your rifle. This is how you, you know, you can fight, you know, hand to hand. I mean, there's all kinds of training when it comes to combat training, getting somebody ready to go to war. And, you know, even if you're just a regular army person, not a special forces, you'll still endure a pretty rigorous training schedule. Um, in fact, there's a lot of people that don't make it because they simply can't qualify due to the physical demands of the job of being a soldier. You know, and so it's a similar thing when it comes to spiritual warfare and being a Christian is that if you're not equipped, if you're not studied up, if you are not understanding of how to fight the battle, you're going to lose the battle. Um, and you say, well, that's a little bit harsh to say because doesn't God have grace? And, you know, I'm under that mercy umbrella. I'm a new Christian, you know, and I'm learning. I'm learning. That's good. And I would highly encourage you to do that. And I don't mean to discourage you, especially if you're a newer believer. But what I would say is become a lover of the word. Understand what God said in his basic instructions before leaving earth in the Bible. Understand what he was telling us and trying to tell us. Because the word is living and it's very applicable for our lifestyle today. Because we can see that it actually warned us of many of the things that are going on today. And I could preach a whole sermon on that. But... You know, getting back to this verse, um, another parallel that offers a deeper understanding of the passage, um, because Israel had rejected knowledge, which was God's law, God's word, God would reject them. Because Israel had forgotten God's law, guess what? He would forget their children. That's why he said that he would remove his future blessing on the nation. As a result of God rejecting and forgetting Israel, they would be destroyed. I mean, think about what happened to Israel. Hosea's message is in line with Moses' warning to the nation that God would remove his blessing from a disobedient people. Now, if you continue on in Hosea 4, 1 through 2, you know, you think about the emphasization that Israel's lack of knowledge was not mere ignorance. But it was actually active sin against God. Think about that. It was active sin. It was a choice of rebellion. Are we seeing that in America today? I think we are. I think we are seeing a choice. People that actually say, yeah, you know what? I was raised Christian. Or, you know, I know what the Bible says. And I know that the val- the values in there. But guess what? I'm, I'm just going to tell you I don't believe that. I don't want to live that way. You know, I'd rather just be normal. You know, and, th- and that's what the enemy wants us to think is that it's not normal to be serving God, when in reality, that's what we were designed to do. That's what we're made to do, and that's why you can see somebody thriving. And like I said earlier, it's not you know when I say prospering, I'm not necessarily talking financially. I'm just talking. You have all the tools in your toolbox. You're equipped. Whatever the enemy throws at you, you're going to be able to handle it because you're prayed up and you're ready for the battle. You're trained and equipped, and that's what I would like to see. Everybody that listens to this show, I would really like to see. You know, all of us feel equipped that no matter what the enemy throws us, because that's why we call this show The Remnant, is because this is for somebody who actually desires to serve God wholeheartedly, that fully believes in what the Bible says. You know, somebody that really is wanting to live righteous. You know, it's not for somebody that's half in or, you know, you might say, well, I'm a seeker. That's okay if you're a seeker. I tell seekers, listen to the show. But I'm going to give you some truth here because I want you to be equipped. I want you to be set up for success. And not only that, but honestly, friends, I think right now, even though the world's crazy and everybody thinks, oh my gosh, it's like the end times, I think things are going to get much worse, and especially for Bible-believing Christians. So we need to be prayed up and we need to be equipped and we need to be ready to deal with this battle as things get more intense because that's what's going to start happening in the next few years. I believe things are going to get way more intense. We think that it's really bad right now, and I'm going to say there are some significant battles right now. We see... 
religious liberties and freedoms, you know, at stake. Uh, we see Christians are definitely in, you know, being singled out and, uh, you know, conservatives being singled out, censored. Um, you know, I, I know that a lot of people that stand for biblical values, I was talking about with this corporate culture, you know, you get discriminated in the corporate culture. Um, you could even get fired and rejected uh, because of what you believe. I get all that. That's happening right now. But I think it's going to be worse. And that's why I talk about the China social scoring system. Because I think that that type of system is going to be rolled out here very soon. I think we're already kind of, uh, we've already started the beginning phases. But instead of having the government do it like happened in China, we're seeing the tech companies do it. But I happen to believe that the tech companies are partnered with our intelligence agencies. And, you know, I think that there's a bigger plan going on here. If you ever want to learn more about that, just look at a, uh, a term, just Google life log life log because there was actually an idea of the deep state to you know infiltrate our lives and see what we're up to and who we talk to and what we say and all that because if you think about just facebook alone i mean the messenger app right if you're talking to people privately all that stuff's available what about your data what you're looking at online i mean come on companies buy the data now like it's gold they want to know what you buy what you look at you know um and don't think that this is doesn't mean bad things that you look at too, because it means everything. You know, uh, the Bible says what's done in darkness is brought to light, and I, I believe that. I really do believe that. And so I think that we are in um, a very scary time, but I happen to think that things could get worse. And when I say scary, I don't mean that there's not opportunity. I don't mean that we can't be thriving. I don't mean that we can't be prospering in the Lord. I don't mean that we can't be living victorious. All I'm saying is, is that we are noticing the uptick in persecution, Christian persecution, especially, especially around the world. And it's only going to get worse. And I do think there are a lot of very uh, scary things that are happening in our world. And one of them is this situation with political correctness. And that's why we can't be lacking knowledge. That's why we can't be lacking wisdom. That's why we can't be lacking discernment. You know, Hosea's warnings were unheeded. Think about that. Is there people prophesying today? I don't hear a lot of prophets that are really prophesying. I hear a lot of positive prophecy. I hear a lot of encouragement. I hear a lot of people speaking life over people, but I don't hear like the prophets of old where people are warning, repent, turn away from your wickedness. You know, America, repent, turn back to God, turn back to your first love. I'm not hearing a lot of people saying that, but Hosea, he was warning that to the people of Israel. He was saying, look, follow God's law, follow his ways. You know, his warnings were unheeded and Israel was then conquered by Assyria during his ministry. Yet even in judgment, though, God does spare a remnant and he restores his relationship with them. And that's how God started, you know, uh, coming back into the people of Israel. It was through that righteous remnant. And that's why we call ourselves Remnant Radio. We are a remnant in the body of Christ. We're people that are willing to, to you know, fight for our salvation, fight for our healing. You know, I wouldn't say fight for our salvation because that's a free gift, but fight for our healing and fight to stay on fire and fight to be true warriors in the kingdom of God by digging into the word of God, knowing it, being equipped, being empowered by the by the power of the Holy Spirit to be a mover and a shaker, you know, being able to cast out the demonic. Hello. You can't just be a, you know, an unequipped person and know how to cast out the demonic. If you're, you know, speaking to the strongholds and speaking to the demonic, you, you got to be studied up, right? You got to be walking in true uh, biblical Christianity and applying what the Bible says when it comes to spiritual warfare. So, you know, there is a righteous remnant here in the United States. And um, 
like I said, Hosea's warnings were unheeded. I think that some of the true pastors that are preaching uh, to the remnant body of Christ that are not just preaching feel-good messages, but are actually, you know, talking about, hey, listen, we better repent as a nation. You know, uh, this is the key. You know, the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, uh, repentance. These are the key areas that we're not hearing people speak about a lot. So, um, the coming of Jesus Christ illustrates God's love to the fullest degree. Jesus died for the sins of all people, offering every person the opportunity to come to faith in him. To those who do believe, Jesus is wisdom from God. Because of Christ, there's no need for anyone to ever be destroyed from lack of knowledge. We have the answers. We have the opportunity. Like I said earlier, all the tools are in the toolbox. God has set us up for success. But we have to dig in and we got to, like I said, press in, you know, learn what the Word of God says, apply it, study, you know, be equipped. And that way we understand when the devil comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. When he comes like a roaring lion seeking to devour, we already can handle it. We already know. No, you're under my feet. You're defeated in the name of Jesus. And because of the Lord Jesus, I have the victory. And and because of that, I am an overcomer. And so don't be one of these people that is destroyed for lack of knowledge. I'm sorry. I just got to be honest with you. I care too much about you guys. I know God loves you so incredibly much more than we can ever understand or even comprehend. But, you know, I don't want to see people destroyed for lack of knowledge. I want to see an equipped remnant army. You know, I want to see people that are thriving in the midst of the challenges and are winning victoriously every single day against the attacks of the enemy. The Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail. And so speak that over that situation today. The Bible says, speak to the mountain and it shall be moved. And that's what we are going to do in our lives, in our situations. We're going to speak to the mountain and say, in the name of Jesus, be moved. Can you agree with that? Well, I certainly do. And I just want to thank you for tuning in to today's Remnant Godcast. We will talk about some news stories as the week develops. But tonight, I thought this was an important one, and I hope you got something from it. You guys can find us on many streaming channels, uh, podbean.com, player.fm, listennotes.com, of course, uh, on the iTunes uh, podcast app, and on Google Play. But we really appreciate you guys for tuning in. You can also find Facebook Remnant News. I bless you guys, and I hope to see you tomorrow.